Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Columbia. I'm here with Tati. Look at my body. Tatiana Britton and, <laughs> <laughs> and Magic Mike Aguirre. You like that one? Uh, for this episode. That was a good one. It's pretty, that was pretty good. I came up with that like three I seconds ago. I vomited in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So Magic Mike and Tati, look at my body. Okay. Those are pretty good for this podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. We yeah. yeah, we'll put up some video later too. Oh boy. No, we won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening. Today we're talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're probably wondering, like, well, first of all, you're probably excited, but second of all, what does sex have to do with fitness? Everything. Act- everything. Actually, quite a bit, right? So we're gonna break it down for you today. And I'm excited for this episode. I think it's going to be pretty good. Are you excited, Mike? I'm excited. Okay. Just checking. Okay. It's your time to shine, baby. Magic Mike. Yeah. Magic Mike. This is like his episode too. I was sharing that I had a client who was playing this in her office and she said, I can share this. So this is allowed. And her coworker was wondering if Mike was like really doing this stuff, was really doing Vegas shows. Yeah. He's got followers. He's got followers. Ready to pay him money. Two followers. Two followers. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost to influencer status. <laughs> I mean, basically. So local celebrity trainer. <laughs> yeah. After this, I think you're really gonna lock him in. Yeah, so hit me up. Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> you know where to find me. Gross. <laughs> no, do they though? What is it like? What, at Mike Aguirre? Mikey. <laughs> at Mikey? Mikey. Is it Mikey? Mikey. Mikey. Magic Mikey. Ooh, it doesn't sound, it doesn't have nah. the same ring Kinda to it. Kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. It's like a little kid. Yeah. Oh, sick. All right. That was exhausting. Okay. <laughs> all right. No, but in all seriousness, what does sex have to do with fitness. And it's a really interesting question. A lot of things, a lot of times when somebody comes in and meets with me, I get real personal, put the personal and personal trainer and I'll ask them, they'll kind of like break it down for me. They're like, Hey, I'm doing everything. I'm trying to lose weight. And I just can't seem to to get there. Right. Like I'm eating right. I'm working out. Sometimes they're working out two hours a day and they're like, the weight just won't come off. And I ask them, I'm like, on a scale of one to 10, rate your libido for me. Like one is you never think about sex and 10 is like you want it all the time. You're like a teenage boy. So, and, and a lot of times I get a response from people and it's like, Hey, I'm like a two on the scale. Like I never, I never think about sex, like one or two. I get that a lot actually. Wow. And And most of the time it's like from middle-aged women, Mm -hmm. honestly, but I've seen it in young women. I've seen it in plenty of males of like 30 plus years old. And it's always comes down to a hormonal Mm -hmm. imbalance in your body, right? Because it's not like, let's be honest, like sex is a very natural thing for people to have that drive. 
And if you're not having that, that should be a red flag right away. Like you should do something about that. I mean, we're talking about like for the listener, like the person that's like, yeah, I used to have a very like healthy sex drive and now I don't have a healthy sex drive. Mm-hmm. And maybe okay. they don't even like identify that they don't. They It just all of a sudden like changed. But yeah, no, that's totally normal. And like you said, especially with like middle-aged women, because there's perimenopause and menopause that are happening. And that has to do, like you said, with your hormones. So that's huge. But then like you said, younger individuals, especially if you aren't going through like a menopausal change, like you said, that's when you're like, okay, shoot, something probably is a little out of whack because mm-hmm. this, at this age, especially that should be something that is still appealing, pretty high drive. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, to I don't want to get like super scientific, but to just give people like a little breakdown of it, you have this hormone called pregnenolone, which uses cholesterol. It's, it's made by cholesterol or synthesizes cholesterol. And pregnenolone is like a precursor hormone. It makes your cortisol and it also makes DHEA, which, which ends up making like testosterone, estrogen, your sex hormones. And they kind of have an inverse relationship. Stressors like cortisol and your sex hormones have an inverse relationship because they're drawing from the same pool, which is pregnenolone. And there's only so much that your body can produce. So if for whatever reason your body is stressed out, then you're going to, it's obviously going to use more pregnenolone to create cortisol than it is. And it's going to, then your sex hormones, and it's going to rob from your sex hormones. So then we're going to see an imbalance in your body and not to like cortisol is a good thing. It helps us. We need it to adapt and to basically get through our lives. But when people are like overstressed, whether that be work related or, or their personal lives, or it's physical stress from like environmental toxins, a poor diet, not getting enough sleep, overtraining, overtraining which is a huge that. one, mm-hmm. right? That we kind of run into quite a bit in the industry. All those things will negatively impact your sex drive. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just throw in like some things that that you might, I guess, encounter when you're like either going through this or whatever it is. So, you know, like if you are losing your sex drive, as we are relating this to exercise, like Zach said, you can overtrain. So you have to ask yourself, okay, what's the right amount to train, right? So like, how do people know they're overtraining and symptoms? One of them is like lowering your sex drive. If you're always tired, you're losing your passion about things. Your body is constantly tired. It's constantly sore. That's going to be overtraining. So you have to find like the right amount of exercise for you, which is typically going to be like three to five days of decently intense exercise for most individuals. And then that in turn is going to help balance out those sex hormones that Zach says can be limited when your cortisol is too high. So then when your estrogen and your testosterone are then leveling out and improving, then you're going to have that sex drive back. So like especially with women, like I was telling you about, this is kind of on another note, but estrogen dominance can like increase women's risks, especially of breast cancer. So when they're exercising, their estrogen is going to balance out. It's going to lower their risk of breast cancer. And then it's also going to help them with getting that sex drive back, especially with those peri and menopausal women. Right. And hand in hand, lose weight. Yeah. Right. And think about that. If you lose weight and you look better and you feel sexier, are you going to want to have more sex? Yes. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Like when you're overweight, you feel out of shape. I mean, if you get completely wiped out having sex, you don't want to have sex. 
I mean, I'm for real. You're more desirable. I mean, seriously, though, mm -hmm. like when you look yeah. your best thing about it, Mike, when you're all shredded and like getting ready for your shows, you're ready to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready, dude. Well, no, Mike makes a really good point because health is attractive. Like if you think yeah. about our society, like what people think is attractive is a body of somebody that is in good shape, like just purely physical from like a physical standpoint, you see somebody and typically like the better in shape that person is, the more attractive they are. Yeah, mm -hmm. it it's just is what it is. And I know like some people will get insulted by that, but that's typically what we find, like he said, desirable. And then you find yourself more desirable. Which like, will help, yeah. which will obviously your help with your libido as well. Yeah, exercise leads to better self-esteem, which leads to improved libido. It's honestly that simple sometimes too. Even if and you don't to have improved, a hormonal impact. Improve sex life too. Yeah. Mike, really, what do you want to contribute to this? What do you have to say about it improving your sex life? Well, I think it's everything that we've kind of talked about. So if you're an individual who's been training for a while and you could kind of take a look at your libido or how you're feeling sexually, if you're in a relationship or not, but you can take a look and see like, do I want this? Like Zach said, on a scale of one to 10, where am I at right now? And you can kind of base that off of your training. So if you're at a 10 or at a nine, then I would say that your training program is probably at the right place for you. But if you're at like a one or two, then I think it's time to maybe talk with your trainer or look at your program and maybe pump the brakes a little bit and, and kind of reassess where you're at, you know, yeah, training wise. No, that's a good point because you can always evaluate. Like if, like I said, you know, finding the right training for you, like he said, you can relate it to then like being in check with your sex drive. That's, that can change. That's a great point because like anything over 20 minutes of cardiovascular exercises spikes your cortisol levels mm -hmm. from a general rule. I mean, everybody's body is a little bit different, but that's like a fact. Your body is working really hard. And so you need that cortisol in order to fuel your body. And so if you're doing a lot of like long distance endurance type of cardiovascular exercise, then you're going to see a, a decrease in your libido just because your body needs those hormones in order to sustain itself. So you're basically robbing your body from having some of the good stuff. And that totally works against you, right? When cortisol levels increase, not only do your sex hormones decrease, which like obviously testosterone is great for weight loss and lean muscle gains, but it also creates digestive issues. So we see like a leaky gut syndrome in people. In addition to that, you'll see like ghrelin, which is your appetite hormone, become a little bit less receptive as well as your insulin and you'll become insulin resistant. So it's like a snowball effect, really. I mean, there's all these things that come from that. And this, like we said, the stress might be the wrong type of training or overtraining, or it could be something outside of the gym. Like it could be emotional stress. It could be from poor diet or inflammation mm -hmm. that's being created from environmental toxins or all those things. So really what we have to do is look at somebody's whole entire lifestyle, what they're exposed to and kind of break it down. But as a general rule of thumb, as far as a training program goes, they need to be lifting weights slow and steady and really not do anything that is going to create an inverse relationship 
hormonally speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's finding like the exercise that's right for you. And if you're starting like fresh and you're new and not going balls to the wall and getting crazy and then overdoing it for your body. And I think too, like something that's important because the guys don't want to talk about it is like, okay, not only does exercise and having like your nutrition and your sleep on point because that directly affects your hormones not only is that going to affect your sex drive but it's gonna affect your sexual performance which is like super important too oh i mean it's a great health indicator that that's for sure outside of like the fact that hey we're all humans and we want to enjoy that aspect of our lives yeah it's gonna affect like they were like oh we're not gonna talk about this (laughs) but this is important like if you want to have a good orgasm then your exercise is important. It is, I mean, a bunch of other things, which I won't get on the topic of, but your orgasms can be affected by a lack of good nutrition, a lack of exercise, lack of sleep. Like you might be able to, you might say, okay, I do want to have sex. All right. And so then you're having sex and then you can't orgasm or you're struggling to, and it can directly relate to your exercise. That's very true. Yeah. Right. And why, I mean... (laughs) What are we all doing that for? Well, I mean, well, that's a good point, right? I mean, that's, yeah. And we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave but, it at that. But it's also important. It's important. It's important for men as well, right? Where blood flow is a, a big issue. And if you mm-hmm. have any type of heart issue, you're overweight, your blood pressure is high, whatever, that aspect of your life is going to be impacted. Mm-hmm. And women, especially, like we are intricate creatures. I won't get into detail. But like any of our hormones can mess up so many aspects that go into orgasming and you might not know that it comes back to your exercise and your food and you might think something's completely wrong with you or your body when in reality it's just fixing small portions of your life, which are exercise and food. Could be just an overload. Yeah. Wait, an overload? You mean like a too much stress? Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. At first I agreed and yeah. I was like, wait, stop. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta be really careful with this podcast, like some of the things we're saying, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, let's be real, y'all. We all want to know this stuff and talk about it, but nobody wants to talk about it. So we got to be the ones to talk about it. That's true. Because we're adults and we're sexual creatures. Leave it to your personal trainer to get personal. For real. I mean, I talk about this stuff and you do too with all your clients. Yeah. The ones who are obviously the ones who are comfortable about opening up about that, but because it's so important. It really is. And there's a really important point that I want to make to somebody maybe that's listening that is like, well, I don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that. So this podcast doesn't apply to me. And that is you are a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. If you don't eat right, you don't exercise or you exercise too much. And maybe you don't have any of these issues. They're not visible to you yet. But what we see is when somebody has too much cortisol, they're overly stressed, their cortisol levels obviously increase. They go up. They feel a lot more energetic because they have that cortisol driving them. But eventually that leads to adrenal fatigue and they get burnout. And that's when the majority of the time people are actually coming in and they're like, I'm stuck. Like I have zero energy. They can't even make it through a workout. They can't make it through the warm up mm-hmm. of a workout. Yeah. I mean, we have some members like that. Like when they started, they it was like, no, nah, 10 minutes is m- more than enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's because their adrenal glands are so burnt out that they're producing nothing. 
their body it overfired. It was overload, like Mike said, yeah. and then they're done. Mm-hmm. And so there might be somebody out there that's like, yeah, I, I do triathlons and I train six times a week and I lift weights and they don't know it yet, but eventually it's going to catch up to it them. It can happen. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, think of how then when you're like, I talked about relating self-esteem to make you want to have sex more. But then when you have issues with that sex drive or your sexual performance, then in another way that affects your esteem. And then before you know it, that's affecting you in the gym, at home, at work. I mean, it's a huge cycle. It is. It's a huge cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, and it can happen to anyone. Yeah, yeah. like we said, I mean, 30-year-old women coming in and they're experiencing this and it's like, why? Yeah, and then it's more than affecting their life in the bedroom. It's like all... Yeah. It all digestive issues. Yep. Digestive issues and the blood brain barrier. So then they start to get brain fog or they develop like a bipolar type of disorder, a little bit of anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. whatever it mm-hmm. is. And all of that possibly came from a poor lifestyle or it's not always that too. Sometimes it's outside yeah. of somebody's control mm-hmm. where they experience like Definitely. a traumatic event, like the loss of a loved one or something like that. They have that's outside of their control. But if we see that, then we need to do the things from a coaching standpoint and a training standpoint to guide them through that so that it's not too much and they don't end up in that situation. Yeah. Right. Just another testament that like fitness and health are more than just how you look. It goes into everything, every part of your life. Exercise is almost like medicine, you know, in a way, movement. Exercise is medicine. Mm-hmm. Dash for Mike Aguirre. Dr. Magic Mike. <laughs> How does that sound? That sounds pretty good. Get your doctorates. Let's go. Man, you might have like a new show coming up, like Ooh. a different one. You can Giving bring like a fake different medical one. advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that kind of show. <laughs> Just thinking. Guys, if you're listening and I know we have our clients, our members that listen to this. And maybe they're going through this and they haven't brought it to our attention yet. They're kind of keeping it on the download. Don't feel bad. Like, come and talk to us because we need to know in order to help you out. And I'd say for anybody that's out there that's listening to this and they're like, hey, yeah, like I don't have great sex drive and I'm not able to lose weight. And I know I need to make some lifestyle changes regardless of your age or gender, anything. It doesn't matter. Just come and see us. Go to pulse.fitness slash podcast and like put in your info and we'll reach out to you and we can have a chat and like help us help you really. I mean, that's what we're here for. And this is a judge free zone. I mean, we're here in this business to, to help people. And that's the whole purpose of doing this podcast in the first place is just to get the word out. Get the conversation going. Yeah. Even if it's a tough one like this, because I mean, yeah. we were like kind of hesitant. Like I wasn't. Do- I'm excited to talk about this. No one talks about this stuff. Well, right. It's so important. It truly is important. And I think that it's becoming more and more recognized how fitness is directly related to these types of things. But before that, nobody would have ever identified it or talked about it. And you wouldn't run into a personal trainer that knew anything about this. But thankfully, we know how to train people in order to help them recover from this type of issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mike, do you have anything to add? Magic Mike. Quiet today. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Nothing really to add. Just if you're listening to this. Hit him up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One through 10. Think of that scale. 
and kind of see where you sit and then kind of reevaluate where you're at depending on the number that you choose. Yeah, that's good. And be comfortable talking to someone that you trust, whether that's a fitness coach or your physician or opening that conversation with your partner, especially if you and your partner are not active and you aren't living a healthy lifestyle. Open that conversation up and then just start making small changes little by little. Yeah. And it might be something that you got to do for your partner. Yeah, you know, maybe sure. they're maybe they're not experiencing that that problem at all. And you are. And that yeah. could create all kinds of issues. And you got to tell them, you got to talk to them about it. Right. And that would yeah. be a that would be a situation, too, where sometimes when we're doing a consultation, somebody's like, hey, I got to talk to my spouse about this. I don't know if I can do the training program. I'm going to talk to them about it. And I'm like, do you think that they're going to be upset that you are doing something Bettering that's yourself? yeah, going to yeah. better yourself and make you fitter? And in this situation, have better sex. Have, Tell them that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my like gosh. if they're not behind you and supporting you <laughs> yeah. on that, then God. that's a, that, that we would won't be, open that door. Right. We, that's that's, a, <laughs> that's not our place. <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time. Go have some fun. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. If you love our podcast and want to connect with us and other like-minded people in the Scottsdale area, all you have to do is join us on our private Facebook group, Healthy Living Scottsdale. Just head over to Facebook and type in Healthy Living Scottsdale and request to join. Once you join, you'll have access to loads of additional content that's only accessible in our private group. Until next time, stay healthy, Scottsdale.